Oh, what was the question I was going to ask you guys? Oh, come on. What was the question you going to ask us? Um, all right, okay. If you guys could describe grief, death, uh, loss in one word, if you guys can encapsulate it in one word, that is how you feel about it, or like something you realise about it, what would it be? In one word, seriously, um, to be honest, I'm not too sure because personally, I've never felt grief or loss before. So you're understanding, with your, like, you're understanding. With my understanding? Yeah. You know, I feel like my understanding is a bit ignorant. Okay. Um, like yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't. Why did I say that? Yeah. Because, wait, this is recording, so I need to be careful with what I say. Be very careful. I need to be very careful. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to pass it on to Salama. No, no say, say it. No, nah, that's mad insensitive. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, have you man experienced grief before? Yeah. Yeah, I would oh, say that. There's, there's, yeah. No, no, go on, go on, say it, say it. We'll cut no, it no, out. No, it's mad it's insensitive. Mad, it's mad, we'll cut it out. No, I don't, I don't, I think I might have been similar before. In fact, you know what, yeah, let me put it like this, no. let me put it like this. From a logical standpoint, this is from a logical standpoint, so I've just, I've just taken out all the emotions from it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, cool. Personally, I, I'm thinking people die. It's not, it's not new to human beings. Like, this is something you know, you know that it will eventually happen. Personally, I know that my parents are going to die one day. I know my brothers are gonna die one day. So maybe I'm not saying that you shouldn't be upset about the thing. But I and feel so like people surprised? should be Yeah, like I, prepared. Mm, yeah, know. kind of prepared. But I guess I guess moving away from the logical side of things bringing the emotion and you can't really be prepared for someone's death you can't you can't be prepared for someone to die like someone that you see every day because someone dying is different from you just not seeing them because you know that they no longer exist there's no potential to see them ever again exactly like it's it's there's there's zero chance that person no longer walks they no longer breathe mm. so are you saying that um at the back of your mind you should always expect that people are going to die Kind of. I mean, that's what I do. Yeah. I don't. I, it's, it's I, true. Honestly, it's true. yeah. To be honest, I think it's one of them. I I agree with that. Yeah. Because I feel like as soon as you start thinking like that, you appreciate people much more. Mm. And at the same time, you appreciate having people and not having certain people in your life. If that makes sense. So yeah, like I, on one on one side, you'd be thinking, let's say your parents or or someone a close friend that you have like you're like oh, I want to stay with them like there's someone good in my life and I feel like I don't know they, like if someone has a positive impact in your life then I feel like you maybe you start feeling the grief and loss a lot more mm. you're starting yeah. the grief and loss a lot more if someone has had like some sort of impact on your life where yeah, like, yeah, that's been life-changing yeah. which I feel like is, is a lot of what I suppose Quincy and me have had and a lot of people in the world have had with that, with grief and loss. I'd say my one word for this would just be actually just life. Like, 
as long as you're living grief is life yeah for grief loss death all of that it's just life you're Mm. living as long as you're living you're going to feel emotions hopefully Mm. for the people that are emotionless out there i hope i mean i don't know if emotions to an extent is a good thing extent sometimes it can be a bad thing but i would say that the fact that you're feeling grief and loss shows that the person that you lost was of somewhat importance to you and the Mm. fact that you have someone that was somewhat important to you is a blessing in itself Mm. and i feel like there's a lot to gain on foot like this is unfortunate but it is what it is there's a lot for people to gain from losing a loved one Mm. you see a lot of people that it takes a tragedy for them to turn their life around mm-hmm. and so I feel like it's just it's just the course of life like as long as you're living like sure you can like as Philip said it's a logical thing like some everyone's going to die whether you like it or not but mm-hmm. I feel like it, it comes to a certain point where you're like what can I do in the here and now for this person that I know is going to die if that makes sense, rather than like, oh, this person's going to die, so there's no point in me like, like, being with them or like, I should distance myself from them because they're gonna die soon. Like, let's say someone's older. That's like, a nihilistic take. It's really wow. all perspective though, because there are people that actually think like that. Yeah, that's the thing. That's that. Like, yeah. that's the only reason I'm saying it. I'm no, not I, saying I, that. I, most people probably, most people too fair, like out of love, you can't really leave someone. Let's mm. be real. Like, even, even on their deathbed, let's say. But a lot of people I know out there that, like, like as soon as they feel like... It's, it's even with friendships to a certain extent, similar. Like, let's say when we we're about to leave school, a few people thought, let me distance myself from everyone a bit just because I'm not really going to be seeing them anymore. Really? I feel like people did that. I wouldn't say maybe in our school it wasn't that deep, but I know, I know of, like, for example, I teach, and the students I teach this, it's a lot of them since the exams have started have started just thinking like that. I know it's definitely it's definitely a thing uh, during like GCSEs. Like a lot of people just. Yeah. just I think I, did I, feel like, I feel like yeah. So that's how I feel like like deaf can, like people can have that kind of outlook on death as well. Mm. And and grief and loss, but I think yeah, I think life. Yeah, I think it just for me it just makes sense as a word. To cover all of that. Yeah, so Philip, did you give a word? No, I didn't give a word. Um, think of one. Uh, I'll, of I'll, word. I'll I'll probably say, as in to encapsulate the entirety of it, it's confusing. From that's from an objective standpoint, it's confusing. Hundred <clears throat> percent. Because um. I don't know, it's just something that happens, like, <clears throat> say, like, change, change is a big thing that a lot of people deal with every day of their lives, and a lot of the time, when something is going to change in our lives, we prepare for it, so, um, for example, say you're travelling somewhere, that's going to be a change in your environment, that's going to be a change in your schedule, you'd prepare for that, <clears throat> um, you'd buy all the things you need, and you'd have enough time to prepare for that. Say you're going to quit your job and go to another one. You'd prepare for that. You'd give a two-week notice. You'd start looking for a new job. You'd prepare for that. But when it comes to death, a lot of the time, it just happens. Like, there's no there's no sort of 
like even even say say someone's on their deathbed and you know they're going to die you don't actually know when it's going to happen it just happens you know it's going to happen but you don't know when it's going to happen so it's it's something that's i I would say is very confusing i'd say definitely that that that's definitely when i when i was experiencing it i would definitely say that that i was confused a lot of the time like i just didn't know what to do didn't know how to feel and i thought I thought a lot of the time that there was one way to feel. I didn't understand that grief is grief and everyone grieves differently. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I would say it's a very confusing thing. It's a very Because con- even, even say, say someone else has experienced grief, I can't take advice from that person on how to grieve because their grief is so much different from mine. They have They might have lost someone who the dynamic of their relationship is entirely different from the person I've lost. So it's just, it's a very confusing thing. It's very, yeah, it's very hard to quantify. So yeah, I'll use the word confusing. That's that's solid. That's solid. Um, I think probably the word I'll use is alien. Because essentially when it comes to different circumstances and situations in life, you can probably compute how you'd feel about those things like, uh, uh, to a certain extent but when it comes to something like death right it's like perhaps you can compute it but you never ever really be able to understand until you've gone to that stage and you actually really experienced it it's something completely new to you like to see someone no longer live or to see someone lose their life that's something completely new so mm. in that aspect i say is it would be alien yeah it's a it, Death is an alien thing because all you know is life. The people around you, everyone's alive, everyone's breathing, but to die is just done, done, dusted. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. It's weird. It's weird. It's it's so weird. And it's I feel mm. like it's it's something that we need to talk about a lot more because I I don't know. Have you man had a conversation about grief before this? Like. I know why I haven't spoken about grief before. That's I think it's only, on. it's only ever come up when someone is grieving. Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. I hear yeah. that take. I hear so, that yeah, take. definitely a conversation. I'll, I'll say, I'll say like my piece. For, so for me, the first time I ever grieved was my auntie, right? And that was late, late last year. Late, yeah, late, late, late last year. And when it happened, and even up until now, I don't think, because life is just, life is the normality, right? People being around you, people being alive, you seeing people is just a normality. I don't think I can entirely fathom not seeing my auntie again. I don't know, it's like, at the back of my mind. Yeah, yeah, even now, even now. You know what I mean? Yeah, even now. Like, you think... In your mind, for some reason, it's not fully processed yet. Yeah. Even though it's happened for a while. It's been yeah. a while. And I think that's a consensus. I don't think you ever, you can ever fully get over the death of someone else close to you. Which mm-hmm. I think is a mistake when people, when people like experience someone dying in their lives. They feel that eventually they're going to fully get over the fact that this person in their life has died. 
which I, I think is a mistake. I don't think it's right to think that someone that has been in your life for however long, them dying, and then you're, you feel like at some point you're fully going to get over it. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Uh, honestly, from experience, uh, it's the idea of getting over, like having someone in your life for the bulk of your life, or even not even the bulk, but having someone that has such a great impression in your, on your life, and then you lose them. It's like mm. every time, everything, every minor thing they've taught you, every interaction you've had with them, every like, like let's say let's say there's someone from back home and you go back home there's someone you usually see like no matter what the smallest thing kind of remind you of it mm. so it's like for me it's, it's less of forgetting like and that's what this is what i think people should do it's less of forgetting uh getting over it or like what i should forget that this person like this person's gone so i should just forget about it and it's more of just thinking how can i develop myself so this person that I looked up to or this person that I liked would be proud of me at this stage of my life or moving forward. Mm. And that's what I feel like people miss out on. And I I don't even, I, you can't, to a certain extent, you can't really blame them because when you've lost someone so important in your life, like for us, like I'd say we've lost people, but we're blessed that we haven't lost the closest of people. Yeah, very true. Because the closest of people are, and and people have lost their close people, and like, especially with the lockdown and stuff and COVID and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think I think like it's difficult, but I feel like having experienced grief, you become a whole new person. Mm-hmm. If not, I wouldn't say if done correctly, but if like you're if strong you enough to hold on. Or if you, yeah, if your mental approach is correct, and firstly, if you have people to help you out, because people are like in situations like that, certain people are just like that you can't put a value to how valuable mm. they are. Mm. So firstly, that, and secondly, how your outtake is on life after having felt that grief. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that that second point especially has a very big impact on what you do going forward. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, for me, it was more so. Sec, so, grief. I wouldn't say I experienced grief, but when I was probably in year nine, I lost my mom's mom, and at that point, everyone around me was kind of sad, crying. But you know, when you're younger, you're like, you don't really understand the the extent of it. Mm. You're like, like for your mom, she's grown up with her mom, she's lived with her mom all her life, so that for her, it's gonna be a mad like. It's gonna be something crazy. Like she's gonna feel, she's gonna feel. Of course, she's gonna feel sad. But for some, for me at that stage, being bearing in mind, I, I don't, I barely like live with family back home or talk mm-hmm. to them too much. So I didn't feel anything. But whenever I go back, I have this one auntie that that is like, like when you talk about goat people, like people mm-hmm. that are just like the best people in your life. I had one like this. This auntie was up there in terms yeah. of that. And then second Maybe lockdown came. Second lockdown came in year 11. Not year 11. Second lockdown was year 13, innit? Mm-hmm. Second lockdown, year 13 came. We lost that auntie. And that, like, and then that's that's when it probably hit me. That. Just, wow. This mm. this thing is, like, life 
to a certain extent, like I've I've heard this a lot. I don't know if you guys have heard, but it's that life is a beautiful lie and death is the half harsh truth. Like to a certain extent, I felt that in my heart. I was just like, so now every time I go back, I'm not gonna see this person. It's like you know when you have someone crying for you for no reason. Mm. Like and especially someone like me, like that that rarely is able to get my emotions out. It helps a lot when you have someone to cry for you. And like when you lose that someone, then you start feeling you start feeling a bit. I suppose like every small thing reminds you of you. Like like let's say I'm feeling a bit emotional, then then that like, I'll get reminded that there was someone out there that used to be able to cry. Mm. Stuff, stuff like that is like it reminds you that like again I'm gonna link this back to God because I feel like death and like religion are very very tightly. Yeah, yeah, hundred like you're gonna live this life but just know that you don't know when you're gonna die mm. like i think i think there was, there was something the prophet the prophets said that like live your life as a traveler like all this stuff all these like all this so do you know how like a traveler if you let's say you're going to a hotel you're not gonna buy you're not gonna fill the hotel up with like sofas and, and stuff like yeah, that yeah 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 you get what I'm saying? Like you don't, you're not gonna buy the luxury. You're gonna think about survival and then move on. Like so, so why that links to material? I feel like that's that slightly links to like just how my my outtake on life now is that I'm not gonna spend money on material. I'd rather spend money on people, if that makes sense. Okay, I hear it. Like bettering something for a person rather than myself yeah because in the end when i go i would rather that that i've i've supported someone in their life rather than i've supported myself because I've, I've received enough support in my life and i'll be honest i, I don't need any more like it's and, and unfortunately you you get support no matter what not unfortunately unfortunately you get a lot of support in life for us but then there's people out there that don't have that support so let's say mm. i'm gonna lose someone i still have my brother to fall back on my dad to fall back on my mom to fall back on depending on who goes but there's people out there that don't have anyone mm. and that reality it, it really um the reality is that you can't until you have no one you won't be able to understand that but that's why i say that falling back on religion is like probably the strongest thing i would I did even when when I did lose someone, yeah. and since then I haven't I haven't actually looked. I wouldn't say, but I looked back. I haven't looked back as in like I will. I feel worse. I feel worse on a day to day basis having not prayed than I did than I did then about about grieving. That makes sense. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So it's like so like that's what I meant by life can change out. I mean death can change your outlook on life. And depending on how you take it, it can be good or bad for you. Because mm. there's like there's that that's a good example, but I'm sure that there's a lot of bad examples out there because it's it's a, as you said it's confusing, isn't it? Mm. It's like it's like people tend to try different things to try get over it, to try get that confusion out of their brain to try like like for example taking alcohol, drinking alcohol and stuff like that because that just releases everything. Or like mm. you don't you don't really you're not really paying attention to to what's happened in life, which I think is like it's unfortunate, 
but it is the case. Yeah. That people um, do that. Yeah. A lot of people, yeah. Um, so, do you have anything to say? I was going to ask both of you a question. Go on. Have both of you ever felt um, the common thing where it's like um, you wish you spent more time with that person when they were around? Um, I I would say I would say yes and no. Yeah, I would say no, no because um there wasn't really any way for me to physically spend time with them because my auntie living in Nigeria. That is the I'm talking about the first time, and um every time when I was in Nigeria, like. I was with her all the time. So, so like when, because I was in boarding school, um, mm. when when I was getting picked up from boarding school, she would come in the car. If I had a visiting day while I was in boarding school, so like when your whoever guardian comes in, maybe they bring food for you, talk for a while, she would be there and come in. When I was back home, um, I would go to her house and stay. Like I was with her, like I'd see her nearly every day, like all the time. And I'm grateful that I did that at the time. I wasn't thinking about. I wasn't thinking about it. It was more a thing where, like, I just felt very comfortable in her company, mm-hmm. and I was very certain that if if I needed anything, she would she would like do it for me, because she was basically my mum while I was there. So she would do anything for me. So it was just a matter of me being very comfortable in her space and entertaining that um, comfortability. I say yes because. Um, when I did, when I did get back into into London, I wouldn't, I, well, I don't, I, I wouldn't say regret, but um, I guess I feel like she would have appreciated more if I spoke to her more on the phone while I was here, mm. like actually calling her and checking on her and just have, talking to her. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel like she would have appreciated that a lot more. Um, and I would have too, to be honest. So, um, that's that's the yes part. I, I I feel like it would have been the right thing to do to call her a lot more while I was here. And there was the period that she was sick because that it wasn't a thing where it just happened. She was sick before. It was a thing where like I, I feel like I was scared. I just I don't I didn't want to see her in that state. You know what I mean? Mm. I didn't know how I'd react if I saw her, you know, unable in in a, in a bed, and I I just it's something that I avoided. Mm. So I I don't know I I I really don't know, but yeah, in I was the the yes part is that I pro I I feel like I should have called her more while I was here, but I'm very grateful for the time that I spent with her while I was back home. Okay. Okay. Salama. Yeah. For me, for me, depend it depends on different two different things. So, firstly, with so mo- most of my grievances or most of my deaths have been from my mom's side. So, if anything, I, as much as I'd like to spend more time with them, I would trade like my mom having more time than with them than I them I would them for me if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather my mom like if I could give all the time the extra time I could spend with them to my mom, I'd feel much much better about that. Like, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. 
but I would say one thing about my grandma. Grandma, like, you know, you know, it's, I don't know if you've ever thought this, but when you just sit down with someone, you don't have to talk. You just sit down, and it feels like you're in another world. Have you ever felt that? Explain. So, like, whenever I'd sit with my grandma, we'd sit down. Like, my grandma, again, very old, so she was, like, like bedridden, basically. Mm. Like, the most, you could either sit down somewhere or you'd have to carry it to her bed to lay down. Mm. And then what would happen was we'd, we'd come out. So, we, so we'd come from my, my dad's house. Then we'd go and then we'd just see our grandma sitting outside, just sitting outside in the coat and the sofa thing. And then I'd just go sit next to my grandma and I'd just go like, two quiet people, someone that, that literally doesn't want to talk to me. Not doesn't want to talk to me, but doesn't talk to me. And for some reason, I like that so much. Mm. And then, like, that's that's one thing I would trade. I would trade it. That's one moment that I would want to, like, not even talk. I just want that moment, one more of those moments in my life. Mm. So I can just sit down and just look around. And bear in mind, I live in Kashmir, so, like, it's mountains. The area is nice, in it? So, like, you know, if you're just quietly sitting down, just staring at the scenery. Mm. It's, like, it's a different feeling. Like, I wouldn't say I'd want to spend, I'd specifically want to spend more time with them because mm. I feel like everything is as it is. And if I want to spend more time with them, inshallah, I'll spend it in paradise. But, like, for now, I would say that if there was one moment where I could relive, it would be the moment where me and my grandma are just sitting there, just staring around, just looking around quietly, not talking. Because, mm. because, uh, I'll be real, I don't like people that talk too much. So it was like... Yeah, none of us like, do. So if you, yeah, thing. I mean, if, if you talk too much, then... I mean, you know what? Each to their own, but still, just don't come near me. Um, <laughs> but in any case, yeah, that, that that's like a moment where I'd like, I'd want to relive that. Mm. But other than that, I think... Yeah, I think that does answer the question, kind of. Yeah, 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 it does, it does. I think that's... I haven't that my auntie would be the only person that I I I guess I wished I spent more time with or spoke to more other than that I feel like the way it happened was the right way so for example let's say I was talking about let's say talking about now right if god forbid say um one of one of the friends that I have that are I'd say low maintenance. So for example, you guys, or but you know you know how we just don't talk all the time. Yeah. Uh, like if anything was to happen, God forbid, I don't think I would wish for more time to have been spent because I feel like the way it happened, I mean the way we did interact with each other was perfect, and I know that when I am in the moment of being with those friends. I feel like I cherish it a lot more just because I know that I'm probably not going to see these guys in a good two, three months. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I I feel like I, in those moments of being with whoever, I would, I appreciate those moments and being in the moment a lot more. So I wouldn't entirely wish if, I wouldn't entirely wish for more time to have been spent with them later on because I feel like the way it had already happened was just the, the the right way like it was already perfect does that make sense yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I was just gonna hold on
I was going to ask you guys, do you think you are or there was a point where you were desensitised to death? Um, desensitised, I'd say younger years, it wasn't necessarily desensitised. It was more like um, couldn't re- I didn't really understand it that, that much. Plus, no one around me ever died. So it's just like, I know it's a thing that happens, just never happened to me before. Mm. Um, now desensitized I don't think I'm desensitized to death specifically maybe slightly in general that's what I'd say um, wait explain that what do you mean by that just desensitized in general like things just don't seem to oh, so you mean desensitized in general yeah yeah okay 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 yeah how about you Salama yeah, I would agree. Like, I'd say it was, it's more in general. So, like, death is, like, probably... It is including that. I'd say the most, probably, that I felt desensitized at a point was just... You know when you see numbers on the screen when people are dying for COVID? Mm, it's like, yeah. each of these is a life. And then we're just slapping numbers to it. Yeah. Like, at a, point, at a point, it'd be, like... It's like unless you really deeper, you don't realize how much like it is a big deal. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, so that many people dying, but yeah. So like to a certain degree, I would I would say yeah, but I would say like COVID amplified that to a certain degree, or like just seeing it on the news amplified it to a certain degree as well. Mm. But other than that, I would agree that the decent side is just in general, man. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, I, I was gonna ask Um. Yeah. I. I. I agree. I'd say I am a lot. More, I am desensitized in general, but to death as of recently, I've been. Well, I've seen myself a lot less desensitized to the point where I, even though I know it's happening, like all the time, I avoid hearing about it because when I do, it, like it takes me back. I don't, know, I don't know if you get but it takes me back in that moment and it sort of makes me stop what I'm doing and actually deep oh someone someone that has a family that have people that care about them has actually died yeah you know what I mean so yeah because because that's that's happened like a lot recently I try to avoid hearing about it that is avoid looking at the news or, or reading news or whatever just because as of recently I've, I've just become a lot more Sensitized, sensitized to it. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing. I think it's it's good in the sense that I'm becoming more human, if that makes sense. I'm feeling more, like acknowledging the fact that life is life, and this life is not any less important than mine. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. So I would say in general. I feel like if you have access to social media, um, you become desensitized to it regardless. Like you can't help it. Like when you'll see you, when you see numbers like the way we did it during COVID and you don't feel anything. And it's not your fault that you don't feel anything, it's just a matter of this is something so common. So it's sort of your brain response is to not really react to it as much as you would have maybe a few years back. So um or when it started out. Exactly when it, yeah, exactly when it started. Um, so yeah, I think 
why do you guys why do you guys think how do you, why do you guys think your desensitized? What do you think is the cause of it? So I'm gonna go first. Mm, that's a good question. I you know, I think it's just social media, man. Because mm. every time you read about something online, it's not like it's different. Like if you have if you have one of your boys or one of your guys like going through something right next, to you, you can see them. You can see like it's like you can see it in front of you, the pain yeah. and all of that. Like you can see it in front of you. Let's say someone breaks their arm, you can see it in front of you. Like the daily struggles they're gonna go through. Mm. But like when you see something online like that, it's like they broke their arm. Oh, it's not that deep, man. There's people that die every day. Mm. It's like, like it's, it doesn't like maybe maybe like the raw pain or the raw like struggle is not is not there when you just read about it. Yeah. I think that's probably, that's probably why I don't. That's probably why I'm desensitized. I'll be real. Mm. Like it's just like reading about it is not the same as visually seeing it in front of you. At a point, I was on social media for basically the whole of secondary school. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't. So until like sixth form started, I was on social media at all. Yeah. Up until that point, I, I would say that when I would hear something, I, I would go like, "Ah, oh, that person's gonna struggle a lot." And then now. I feel like since I've started to go on social media, I've started to like become less and less acknowledge, like I know acknowledge that far less. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. How about um? How about you, Philip? Carl, I'm not sure if social media played a part, but I'm never going to mention the social media aspect of it because um, Summer already has. Plus, yeah, I think I think I did it on purpose without realizing. Because mm. when I, every time I think about myself, let's say back when I was younger, let's say like year nine, like up until year nine, I remember myself like I was a crybaby. I was, oh really? I was some, yeah, I was some emotional guy. Yeah. Like I, I would like be like even like year eight, I would cry if you shouted at me. Mm. Someone started raising a voice at me. I was just, uh, I was like, I, I wouldn't cry, but like, I'd, I'd start tearing up because I didn't like no, confrontation. I, I can see the change. I can see the change yeah. now. I didn't, I didn't I like confrontation. I was just like, I don't, I don't know what happened. Things just started happening, and then, and I don't mean things like major things. I feel like I just saw how people moved around, how people act, and I was like, no, I'm, I want to be hard-hearted as well. So mm. I was like. Uh, let me let me see what that's about. Let me go down. Was, that it, was it was this all conscious or you know I don't think it was conscious at that point. Mm. I don't think it was conscious at that point. Um kept on doing it, let's say like yeah, twelve, yeah, thirteen now. I, now I'm in a stage where emotionally when it comes to expressing myself, like I just won't do it. It's not that I can't, I literally just choose not to do it. I I'm I'm not gonna do it. Oh, you choose so, not to... Yeah, I pretty much just choose not to do it. I don't I don't see I don't see the merit in doing it towards certain people because I would do it um, with certain people, like very, very small minority. But I don't see the merit in doing it with too many people. But I I didn't know it was necessary, so I still did it. And then I'd say last year, like after we left school, now that I look back on it, sometimes I think to myself, you know, maybe maybe I was doing something doing something wrong because every time I look back, there's no way I can see the way I was acting as a normal way. 
Like, like it's so bizarre to me. You mean like back in God, when you're older or like your eight times? No, when I'm older, this is after I left um year thirteen. Oh right, okay, yeah. Yeah. It's so bizarre to me because I would like I'm a religious person, you might know I'm religious, but at the same time I had nihilistic thoughts. Which is something that they they the two clash, it doesn't make sense. I was literally just contradicting myself in my head. You had what thoughts, sorry? Nihilistic thoughts. What does that mean? Basically nothing matters. Mm-hmm. And everyone should die. That's the, essentially that's what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like I feel like I've I, I've just been doing it subconsciously, and when I was conscious of it, I didn't really. I, I mean, sometimes I try to stop it, I didn't really try. But yeah, I only realize when I look back, which is why I think I'm desensitized now. And I feel like it's um, probably been getting worse, but in more recent time, it's been getting better. Like some, you know, it was there was one time um, you messaged me on WhatsApp. On, in the group and you're like, yeah well, i remember like, that and i, I was just like that. what's it I, i've started feeling my, like myself more recently was like, yeah i remember that and then, that, i'm not gonna lie that that like that conversation that i was like you know what this feels a bit different yeah bro it felt a bit different as well <laughs> it's, it's mad it's mad it's mad because honestly with me i don't clock these things unless I, I have to look back because i'm the type of person if i go through literally if i go through anything doesn't matter how small how big even if I know I'm not fine, I'll convince myself I'm fine so I can just keep moving forwards. Mm. That's that's just what that's, I do. that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's not a good thing. It's a dangerous thing. Well, it works. It's efficient. Yeah, it works, uh, bro. <laughs> no, 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 I completely agree. I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. I what? completely agree. Completely agree. What am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? It is efficient. It is extremely efficient. No, it's very efficient. Hundred percent. It's unhealthy. I, it's extremely healthy. Well, it's gonna come back and bite you. It's so gonna much. come back. It's gonna come back. Uh, <laughs> no, when it, bro, when it happens, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah. you got me. But um, I would say, I think it's. I, I would probably say a repeat of like what you might have said. Social media, um, social media contributed to it, but at a later stage, and I'm saying a later stage as in like when it's already started, because. Well, as in, I've always had social media intake from like about what year eight, yeah seven. Yeah, I've always had social media intake, but going to Nigeria decreased it a lot less. I'm mean, sorry, made it a lot, made that intake a lot less. So I wouldn't blame it entirely on social media, and I think it was similar to Philip, just an unconscious decision because I I was the same like. In in year six, year seven, shout at me, I'm I'm tearing up, like I'm I'm god serious, bro. I'm crying, man. Like I just hated being shouted at, being told off. I hated it so much. It felt so bad, so I just cried. And then I think crying, like really and truly, in the moment of crying, it's not a nice feeling. Like what the thoughts that going your like are going on in your mind. I don't know for me anyway. The thoughts that are going on in your mind while you're crying are not. The nicest so it's like i i just thought i, I think i just thought like i don't want to feel this anymore i don't want to feel bad so it's, it's a thing where i just my brain just sort of stops feeling if that makes sense i remember right. talking about right. this as well sorry yeah i remember talking to you about this as well have you spoken about this yeah we have we have, we have. oh man 
But yeah, yeah. Um, my, my brain just stops feeling like an entirety. Like it's just a thing where I just didn't want to feel pain, so my mm-hmm. brain just stops feeling, and that carried on. And even if the pain got worse, the tolerance would just become higher, and the feeling of pain would just not be there. So through that, I just became so desensitized to literally everything. Like that's when that's when um I think what was the word he used to, I think it was blunt in it yeah they used yeah yeah I, I, a lot of time in sixth form I told I'm blunt which I'm sure all of us get as well but um I feel yeah. like your one switched up though mine yeah I feel like year 12 year 12 you were less of it and I feel like after you know after um um hospital no no 100 percent yeah yeah I feel yeah. like after hospital it just got to a stage where I was just like yeah He's clearly something, something in his brain, something he's, he's done something there. Yeah, I would say, I would say yes, twelve. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, twelve. It was I came back a new person, didn't it? I was a new man. Yeah, twelve. You were rejuvenated. I, I don't know about yeah, like, <laughs> but yeah, twelve. You were. You know what? We should like to talk about that on the podcast. What? Talk about one, one day, one day, one day. But one day. um, what's it? Yeah, I was a new man in year twelve, so everything was different. Yeah. You know, I was open to so many things, meeting new people, because bear it in mind, I didn't know anyone from, like, the last yeah, year. 11. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's besides the point, yeah. um, I think it just, the experience of feeling pain all the time and crying all the time, especially uh, being in Nigeria, I think that just led to me not wanting to feel, this is also conscious, by the way, not wanting to feel, and then just wanting to become, I don't think I wanted to, but the way to experience, the way that I thought was the right way to respond to pain is to not feel it. So if I can't feel it, then I don't have to react to it. I don't have to respond to it. Um. So yeah, that's that's what I would say for me. And then I'll do research earlier, and it sounds like it's the same for you, Philip. Um, oh. it's something called disassociation. Sheesh, that sounds cool. That's <laughs> like, oh, get out, man. <laughs> no, that in my. <laughs> I don't want to talk. Go on, go on. In my head, I'm thinking of you know computer science association rules. You know De Morgan's law and all that. Oh, stuff. allow it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's something something called disassociation, which I think you might resonate as well with Philip. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that's when. In- now I would say now it's um because I've acknowledged it. It's gotten a lot better. I'm a lot less desensitized. Come comes uh December time, what November time, but nah, 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 nah. But it's the thing where I only be- once become less desensitized because the thing I was saying to you, Philip, it just all caught up to me. Mm. Like there was too much piled on to the point where you know I don't know about you guys, but I usually go to the gym for release. Like I go to the, I move weights to release like stress or whatever. But then it got to a point where gym wasn't enough, and that's when I realized, okay, this this is this needs to be sorted out, or it could it could go left, it could very much go left. So um, I think that was that was like the shift when I realized. You know what? Yeah. Now you guys talk about did I do something similar? That's interesting. I feel like you might have. Do, do you think you? Realize? No, I, I don't think I did. Though I think, I think you know how you might talk about you'd cry. Would you cry because you were sad, or would you cry because you were pissed off? Because as soon as the teacher shouted at me, bro, I would get pissed off. Yeah, 
really. <laughs> I would get so pissed off. I would start weeping. But it was because it was I was pissed off and I couldn't say anything back. It's because when your parents, when they've disciplined you, they've told you, don't chat crap to your teachers. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it was just the fact that I was bottling all this anger and all this crap I wanted to say back to the teacher. And then I would just release it through crying, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like... both. Yeah. But I feel like, to a certain extent, I don't know what... Maybe, maybe it's just I was just lucky or something. But I never really at a point felt that I had to remove emotion from something. If that makes sense. I feel like when I when I think of stuff, at first you go I go logically, then emotionally. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like so like luckily enough there haven't been too many or I can't remember too many too often any situations where I thought emotionally first. But I feel like that that probably is the reason why I don't have to really desensitize I didn't have to desensitize myself in that sense. Like it wouldn't be a, it would have been an internal thing for me. If that makes sense. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, to be honest, with the anger thing as well, as you grow older, but some people, I, I mean, I calmed down. I was relatively calm anyways, but I calmed down a lot more as I got older. So even the anger thing, when someone's shouting at me, I'd go like, okay, cool, that's great news. <laughs> One with life. <laughs> and and and. To, I don't want to go to teachers, but why are you crying? Why are you shouting at children? Uh, like, you know, you know, I've really deep. Oh, I've honestly deep that. Like, personally, I teach and I've never shouted at a student. Exactly, never, bro. It doesn't make like, sense. I, exactly, I've never shouted. You, you, why are you shouting at a fourteen-year-old, bro? Bro, why, why are you having arguments with a fourteen-year-old, bro? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's crazy to me. That's crazy. And you know, the best, the best of teachers were the ones that just spoke to you calmly and made you understand. Seriously. Mr. Koromoa literally made people cry by speaking calmly. At no exactly. point did he shout at anyone mm, mm, mm. to make them but cry. I, I, yeah, I don't even know what his voice sounds like raised, honestly. Exactly. Unless he was shouting down the corridor to get to, to call someone. That's it. But shouting at a student? Bro, nah. guys like half your like age, what are you doing? We, I feel like more time we just respect the teachers that just don't shout at students. Like, yeah. natu- Naturally. Unless unless you're you're a certain teacher that just wants to make year seven cry, year seven's cry. But oh uh, yeah, certain teacher. <laughs> no, but shall I tell you what he is. Shall I tell you what he is. He didn't shout at them. It's just the it was just the vim that he spoke with. Yeah. It was a vim that he spoke with, and when he spoke like that, yeah, you just knew. Hey, the pressure is getting to me. The pressure. Yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah, because it would build up. It would build up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that no, guy's a funny guy. We should definitely talk about teachers. One podcast, we'll do, we'll do it, we'll do it. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I, I want to ask one last question. So, when it comes to helping someone that's going through grief, what would your approach be? So, someone has approached you, and they're expressing themselves about a recent loss that they've experienced what would your approach be i feel like we would all have a very similar approach but i want to hear it from you guys i feel like first and foremost shut the hell up as in like serious first and foremost like it doesn't it doesn't make sense for you to be stopping their thoughts when they're releasing their thoughts while talking thank you so much 
like it's it's counteractive it, i mean it's just, it just sounds i know and, and the thing is i don't blame people that talk because if it's like because i'm pretty sure the first time someone talked to me about a deep situation i was there offering solutions to every small thing they said yeah yeah I hear you. rather than giving them an overall solution not even overall solution because solutions to a certain extent they're found from within rather than like someone giving them to you but i feel like the first step is always to shut the hell up and let them talk mm. and from there onwards you know like i'm a religious person if someone of someone that's religious comes to me then the first thing i'll do is talk to them about god because that that's my solution in the end like my solutions worked for me for a few like quite a few years now it's only right that I start off by sharing that solution with them, if that makes sense. Mm. But I feel like the most valuable thing in that point would be just to shut the hell up and yeah. just, yeah, just, just keep that mouth quiet. Mm. And use your ears. Some people, they don't listen. They don't listen. Like, just just listen. Stop. Stop. The person... Bro, because it's like... I'm not going to say it's easy to help someone, but I'm saying there's general stuff that you can do that just make the burden much easier. Mm, mm. And I feel like people miss out on the basics. And to a certain extent, I, it's like, it's, it's one of the ones that you learn from experience, man. Like if someone yeah, came up I've... to be grieving now, compared to if someone came up to you grieving back in um, sick form when sick form first started, because I feel like sick forms when life just goes downhill. Well, after six form. No, no, like in sick form, like when sick form first starts, yeah, like the first, the first month, is like peak depression. Really? Sometimes for, was, for, for like, some people. It was. It was. Some, yeah, year twelve. Yeah, year twelve. Damn man. Really? Wow. Year twelve is not. Yeah, bro, but really? Like, you are on the second lease of life. Second lease of life. You you just you basically break the newborn. So like maybe maybe. It doesn't really make sense for you because, like, you get, you get what I'm saying? Mm. But I know. For me, it was a peak. Go on, bro, go on. That first month, I just thought, what the hell is going on? Damn. This is not school anymore. Fair. And I thought, yeah. At school, made me, um, sixth form made me sensitized. That's what I'm saying. It made you sensitized? Yes, that first month made me realise, okay, people are going through something and they're smiling for no reason. They're just smiling for the sake of it in school. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, well. first step is always just to shut the hell up. I'm not, I'm not, that's not changing anytime soon. Um, Philip? God, I'm just going to have to second that. Um, keep your mouth closed. Don't underestimate what listening can do for someone. That's it. Just, just... Just know how to listen. It's not. I promise you, it's not hard to listen. And the funny thing is, right? Your people say, "Oh, um, but I feel like I have to say something. I know what to say. I don't want it. To, I don't want it to be an awkward silence, bro. The silence is not awkward. The silence is there for a reason. Yeah. And you'll find that when people are talking about something and they pause, you don't need to say anything because they're gonna carry on talking about it because that's the mindset that they're in at the moment. So you just have to let that person just, just let them keep on talking. Just keep talking and then secondly like Slama suggested if they are a religious person of course direct them to prayer because prayer is when I tell you prayer is goodness me mm. 
medicine, remedy, that's an understatement. It just is amazing. So you just have to direct into that. That's like the two main things. I thought I was thinking of something else before, but I forgot it. Mm. Um, could I have deferred that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I'm not going to repeat what you guys said, but like really and truly, like, someone has come to you about their mum dying. What on earth do you think you will say that will help that person? Serious. Ask him. Ask him again. <laughs> like, what do you think will come out of your mouth? Tell me. Okay, I feel better now. Yep, I'm good. Ooh. There's nothing you could say ever to someone that is grieving that would make them feel better. Maybe you can distract them. Yeah, cool. But they're not gonna feel better after you said what you said. So again, it's just it's just a matter of listening to them to understand what they are saying. Mm. Not listening to them to later on respond. Listening to them to understand what they are saying and where their thoughts are at. I've said it before in this podcast and I'll say it again. It's mandatory to listen. It's just listen, listen. And then, because for me personally, I'm a very, I feel like I'd say for all of us, I'm a very like solution-based person. If I have a problem, I'm not looking for comfort. I'm looking for a solution to that problem. I don't, I don't want comfort to that problem. But it's a thing where when it comes to th- things like death I need to put that aside for other people and realize that there, there isn't a solution to death there isn't a solution that, there isn't something I can say that's going to fix this problem so um yeah listening listen to them like letting them pause because that pause is them processing their thoughts so um I, yeah I'm not going to repeat what you guys said but really and truly think about what you could there's nothing you can really say that would help someone that is grieving yes you can comfort them but there's only to a fight it's only to an extent so yeah just listen to them and make them make them feel like you're listening as well because then that'll make them more comfortable to carry on carry on talking if that makes sense if you're, if someone's talking to you if someone's talking to you and you're doing if you're on your phone or something like someone's talking to you about hey. in person about something happening to them in their life and you're there on your phone or you're there doing something and you're, and you're not actively listening to them even if you can multitask how do you think that person is going to feel like it's it's not it's not logical it doesn't make sense for that person to feel like they're being listened to if you're doing something else mm-hmm. so um yeah listen to this person and make them feel like they're being listened to that's that's like from an objective perspective that's mandatory i'm gonna add something from uh no, I'm just going to add something. And maybe this doesn't exactly apply. No, it could apply a bit. But maybe it applies to people who are older. Inshallah, we have someone who's older listening to this podcast. Maybe a 33-year-old who's married. But if you want to help someone who's grieving, one of the things you can do is just help them out in practical ways. We've already established that saying like words won't really do much for them to make them feel better. So you can always help them out in practical ways. Obviously, I know that most people are married, blah, blah, blah. But if someone has lost a mate, for example, you could always help them out and cover the things that or some of the obligations that the mate would have covered if they were still in their lives. I mean, I'm sure they'll find that very helpful. Mm. Yeah. 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 I don't think there's any more to add to it. And like, 
for understanding this is from the perspective of people that have grieved and people that haven't grieved so um do that do with that as as you will um yeah Oh, let me say one more thing. Just something I just found interesting, just in general, about the whole listening thing. Um, although, Max Lum, you say you're slightly desensitised, yes? Desensitised, sorry. Slightly, yeah. yeah so, not slightly, but desensitised. Yeah. So, so do I, yeah. I'm guessing Quincy is the same for you. But interestingly enough, Salama and Salama will know this particularly. Back when, you know, you, I put it like this, you'd find people coming to speak to you even though you're not necessarily, you don't have the closest friendship with them. And when you ask yourself, why might that be? It's because when they spoke, you just wouldn't say anything and you just listen to what they're saying. That's why people were so comfortable. You see, people who weren't exactly closest with you, with you were still comfortable with you in coming to you and just speaking because they felt that they could let whatever they're thinking, let their thoughts fly. And that's what we're trying to get across, the importance of listening some people who are friends don't know how to listen. Mm. Which is why they feel that they need to go to someone else is also another reason why people are, they like going to strangers. Some people like going to strangers to just speak because the strangers doesn't have, they don't have much to input because they don't know the person, but they could just speak to a stranger. They feel like they're just laying their force fly, like I said earlier. So, and they eliminate the element of judgment. Exactly. So, yeah. like I said earlier, like we all said earlier, don't underestimate listening. Don't underestimate, just keep your mouth shut. And it doesn't that was the same for me as well, by the way. But it doesn't it doesn't just apply to like trauma or negative things. Like you can listen to someone sharing that they've got a job interview or that they're feeling good about something. Like just those things as well. People coming to you and being well, people coming to us and being comfortable with just saying that this has happened in their life. It doesn't always have to be trauma, that's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't have to be, like, a bad thing. Like, you can listen to someone telling you something good that's happening in their life. And it's not it's not a thing for you to button and say, oh, yeah, that happened to me as well. Just listen. Hey, please, don't do that. <laughs> or talk please. about your, your achievements over oh, there. Oh, please, 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 <laughs> please. No Just take it in. No, that's, a, that's a crazy thing to do. I, f- I find yeah. that so wild. I find that it's wild. Mad. It's actually so mad. It's mad. And people well, do yeah. it. Yeah. People do it. Yeah. And even even with the trauma one, it's like, say 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 you have experienced something, and someone has come to you, telling you that they've experienced something that you've already experienced. Mm. Again. Well, my my dog died last week, so I really understand how you feel about that, brother. Bro, bro. brother. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it in. Just take it in. Let them let them say their thing. Let them let them let them have the spotlight. Like let them do their thing. It's not about you. They've come to you to talk about themselves. It's not about you. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's just starting to keep in mind. Obviously, in the moment, it's not it's not easy to always think about all these things because there's already so many factors that come into someone coming to you, and like there's so many things that will go in your mind. But like, if you can, just like think before you react to someone telling you something. Like think, would this actually help? You know what I mean? Mm. So um, yeah, yeah. And also have... be be normal, oh. be normal. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, like don't like if you if let's say you interacted with someone before finding out in a certain way, after after they've told you something, don't start acting up. If that makes sense, like mm. don't make them don't mm. make them feel like Dave that you them telling you something has affected them. 
You get what I'm and saying? Yeah. 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 So I feel like that's one thing me and Philip did, and I feel like Quincy just and Quincy did as well. Like, even if someone told us something the day before, and the thing is, people told us over text, which I have an issue with. I recommend speaking yeah, in person. We're yeah. going to talk about these issues. Mm-hmm. But if you, someone like told you something over text or something like that, and then the next day we continue to act the same, we continue to crack jokes, we continue to mess that not mess about, but like. Like enjoy their interaction rather than like making what they've told you weigh down on you. Because mm. I think the first time someone told you something deep and sick from that's the that's what I did the first day. First what day, every you? time I look, every time I looked at the person, I was like, oh, they're going through that in the back of their head. Oh yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear and it's you. like, and it's like it happens. Don't get me wrong, it's a natural thing because they've just told you something really, really deep. Let's say, mm. of course, you're gonna start thinking, oh Maybe I need to watch out with what I say. But you find that the most, like most, sometimes the most, the biggest benefit comes from you just being yourself, like how you were before. Mm. Which is, I think, I think quite interesting in that sense. Mm. Essentially, there's already been a big change. They don't need more changes in other people's behavior. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Oh, that was a nice point, bro. That was a very nice point. Yeah, 100%. Damn. Ah, you know, experience is a big, big thing, you know. Ah, it's an amazing thing, man. Because, like, oh, my days. Because this is all, like, literally, this is from one situation. I'm talking about all of this. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, from one situation, all of this has come from just one situation Mm. that happened in sixth form. And I just feel like that's just mad. Mm. That's just mad. Because if I hadn't gone through that situation, I'd be the same person that would be interrupting someone while they're talking. About their problems, mm. which I think is yeah. So experiences are good, guys, as long as you actually use them for something. Some people add the experience stuff and just just keep repeating the same thing again. Mm. And even even on the other side, like if I feel like it's very, it's a lot. I mean, for for me anyway. For well, for all of us, yeah, it's hard to talk. Like we we don't talk about our feelings or anything like that. But it's mm. like. In in general, it's it's. I feel like it would be a lot more, a lot easier, from what we've experienced and seen, a lot easier to go to someone that you're not entirely very close with, but there's an element of trust that's there. You don't know what it's from, but like you just trust them. I feel like that's something that was had for someone like Salama. Like I'm sure, like a lot of people just trusted you. I don't know where it came from, but it just they just trusted you. You know what I mean? So if there's someone that you have like that in your life and you're not entirely comfortable with going to people that are you're very close with to talk to about something then you should entertain it like you can go to them and talk because if that element of trust is there there's a reason that it's there you don't make you maybe like you, maybe you don't understand it but there's a reason it's there and you probably will be able to trust them with what you're telling them especially if you're not close to them because who are they going to tell that's a very that's it's a very childish thing as well. If someone's told you something and you're going to tell someone else, it's, yeah. Not, I don't think it's I don't know. Is this something that still happens now? Of course. You think humans can keep their mouth shut? Cool. But yeah, yeah. On the other hand, talk to someone. Talk to someone. Talk to someone you trust. Yeah. And by the way, on the other hand, not on the other hand, but the person that's being talked to, like, yeah. I've I've seen people where, like having heard so much Dave like having been the person someone relies on mm. like it kind of triggers 
something that's happened in their life to them and kind of mm. brings them back down into that kind of thing as well. Has that happened to you before? No, mm. not really. Yeah, it hasn't happened to me, but I've seen people where that has happened and like mm. to a certain extent, I feel like there needs to be a stability for you to be able to help someone to a certain extent. Like, if that makes yeah. sense. Very true, yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't just seek to help everyone. Every therapist has a therapist. Mm. Like, you need a sense of stability and that only can come from certain people. Mm. So, like, trust, stability are too, like, for the, for the person that, that is being the one that people are talking to, you need stability in your life. So try, if you know you're not stable, just, I'm not going to say just ignore the person, but, like, don't, be honest overdo with it. Them. Be honest point. With them. Do you overdo it? Yeah. Be honest with them. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's human emotions are mad. I agree, yeah. No, but I will say for me though, I can't lie, stability was was out the window, but when people come to me with their problems or whatever, it's like I feel much better. I don't know if that like when someone comes to me with something and I can see that they've left that conversation feeling even the slightest bit better. I felt better yeah. myself. Yeah, but there's some people that have the opposite effect, in it? No, 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 I don't. I think the, the opposite effect is. is that, yeah, because that this is unfortunately when you hear negative stuff, you think negative unless you've trained your brain to do the opposite. Yeah. Or you've trained your brain to be something. Yeah, unless it's someone that's was it, or someone that thinks good, optimist, not optimist. Yeah, it kind yeah, of it's optimistic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're someone that that sees good in a lot more a lot more good than bad in the world, then then I feel like there's something like you can you can kind of like what you said, you can kind of like feel happy when you've helped someone out. Mm. But to a certain extent, I know some people that they've helped someone out and they're like, "Where's my help?" Mm, yeah. And then at that point, I feel like it's, it's a very it's a very dangerous road. Yeah, it, it is a dangerous road. I agree. Yeah. It's a very dangerous it's a road. Very dangerous road. Oof. Um, do you guys think I'm pessimist? Pessimist. I've always said this. I don't think I'm pessimistic. I feel. I think I'm a realist. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think I'm a realist. Yeah. I don't think I'm a pessimist. People. People will say, you know, this another podcast. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> 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 oh man, what's um? You gotta have a piece of advice general um whether wisdom whatever something for them to take away something to take away um it's okay to ask for help and if you feel as though you can't ask for help um do it anyways if it backfires then get rid of the person Fair. Fair. And one more thing, listen to yourself. Mm. Whether it's every like I recommend at least spend at least like these five minutes just talking to yourself, understanding how you're feeling in the moment. Do you man actually have like genuine conversations with yourselves? Oh, every time, bro. You think Bro, <laughs> bro like, I have friends, like uh, most of my friends are low maintenance. And yeah. I think it's similar for for all three of yeah. us, so sad. The bulk of our time is spent by ourselves. Mm. And we're lucky. We're lucky we can spend time by ourselves and not feel, to a certain extent, lonely 
or like or like don't feel super bad. Mm. That makes sense. Mm. I'm, I'm putting this, I'm putting this in the S seven terminology because I can't speak English, but um yeah. So but yeah, listen to yourself is is probably what I would say. Mm. Um oh, one there was one on my mind that I actually wanted to say at the end of the podcast, but it's gone now. Oh, man. It's always man. It's calm. It's calm. 